Hi guys, welcome to the Weekly Bakay. This is Jasmine. This is Toby. This is Sophie. And this is episode two. If you're a returning listener, welcome. Thank you again. We appreciate the love. Um, if you're new here, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. Um, yeah, let's go um, ahead and get started. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, so first off with what is popping in culture right now. <laughs> I know Sophie's very excited to touch on this topic, so I'm going to let you take it away with Meek Mill being free. Oh, man. So Meek Mill um, was put into jail in November um, for violating his probation like, but it was also, like, kind of sketchy for how he violated his probation. He was maybe doing, like, he was, like, doing, like, a wheelie. And, anyways, there was videos and the cops came. It was insane. So, on April 24th, Tuesday, he got put on to bail. So, Meek Mill is freaking free. We're excited. I know his family, like, Philadelphia, like, yeah. had the this huge... Game. Yeah, yeah, he was, so he got out of jail, was on the helicopter, mm-hmm. went to the 76ers game. Yeah. The owner of the 76 apparently is super good friends yeah. with me. Yeah, he's, he's, the one, he's the one that picked him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Flew him on the jet privately, got him courtside uh, yeah. first thing out of jail. Right, and I know, like, Phil- Philadelphia was having a rager, the biggest blog party of 2018, because Meek Mill was finally free. Um, it was exciting. It was exciting stuff. I think that kind of comments on... Well, I saw a couple of... Um, articles discussing how Meek Mill isn't the poster child, but all, but could be could use his platform to show how the criminal justice system point like points at like black you know crime and how you know black men are always in jail stuff like that. Well, not always in jail, but like how that they um, like institutional racism. Yeah, institutional racism. Yeah. There was like a quote from Jay Z, and he was just saying, saying that this is black men don't get don't get on bail or something you know and so this is just a way that black men like are hundreds of them every single day are getting trapped within like this pattern within the criminal justice system i think it's very i think it's interesting that um the interview of meek mill was discussing he's like he's like i'm a free man but like i don't feel free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, um but i think there's there's more there's more to it than just him getting out of jail and, like, getting put on bail. I don't yeah. understand how he's just now getting onto bail yeah. when his violation of probation wasn't that necessarily, like, big of a deal. Yeah. I think given the world that we live in now, he's extremely lucky mm. to be out. And I think another thing that's super important is the outlook that he has after getting out. Instead of being extremely negative, he's very much like, I'm going to use this experience to really advise and empower other black men so they don't end up in the situation that I'm in. Because in reality, that's all he can do. There's not really much that you can do when you've been through this situation. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in protests and other things that are obviously are a good way to bring attention over an issue but for him to be like i'm going to take action in the way that i can with my own hands i think is very powerful and i think it's going to do a lot to empower other people to do the same and come behind him and obviously like you said the philly is super behind him Mm -hmm. and super excited for him to be out and he has a lot of friends and supporters so he's honestly very lucky and i can only imagine what it's like for him and his friends and his family for him to be in this situation because going into this it did not seem like it was going to have this outcome so I think it just, like, his fans really support him. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, like, he has a huge background. Like, there, he has people in the background supporting him, pushing him, yeah. understanding his 
situation and his now like potential um representation that he has in um the media and for black men in that pattern of like institutional racism and discrimination yeah correct for and sure. so sorry guys some technical difficulties over here um and i think it's important for him to use his platform and um because he understands that he's very lucky in the situation he has the resources and the finances you know to to help to have helped him you know progress along this case and he's very aware that not a lot of people do have those resources and that's why they end up you know being a statistic in these kinds of situations and like you know with black lives matter and all of all of these you know movements that are coming up in regards to issues like this it's so easy for those you know to get swept away and to be overlooked but to have someone like meek mill who has is personally going through this Mm. the platform that he has the resources that he was able to have to get out of the situation um, I think that's why it's just so crucial for him to use, to be so positive and to, you know, look at this in a different light than what, like, than to be so negative and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Do you think, so now that Meek Mill is free, like, Meek Mill is known to, like, create bangers. Like, you, is there, like, an album coming or do you think there's going to be, all, like, any features? I'm excited to see, like, his music transformation yeah. after going through, this, going through this experience. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think after having this experience, the content that can come from it is probably yeah, going to be right, super powerful right. and touch a lot of people. So on the topic of music, this was a huge week for hip-hop and rap in general. We have J. Cole and Post Malone really breaking records, but we can talk about J. Cole for yeah. the main majority. So actually, I think it was announced today that KOD debuted at number one. Mm. What do people think after listening to it, et cetera, et cetera, the hype? Because I think what's super... I'm not a huge fan when it comes to his music in particular, but okay. like we said last week, not really going to dog on people's music taste given our own past. <laughs> so, but he, like, literally, he kind of went the lemonade route, you know, no promo, just a tweet, 420 mm-hmm. album coming out, and all this, like, not even time for hype to build up. The album just dropped. Yeah. So what do you guys think after taking some time to listen to it? I think J. Cole's music is refreshing in, a, in the sense where it brings back, like, the storytelling aspect of rap music, you know, mm-hmm. especially with right now, we have all these Lil rappers, you know, the mm-hmm. new wave of rappers that are coming out, they're, I don't, I honestly don't even know how to describe them, you guys are the ones that I'm talking about, the ones that are, yeah. like, heavily influenced by Xanax and whatever else, oh, and, yeah. that, and that type of culture, and what, you know, to, again, to each their own, and so I think it's just refreshing, and that's why it broke so many records, is because we haven't had music like this come out in a while, you know, one that really told a story, and that was real, and, like, well, I feel like 444 was huge okay, yeah. storytelling. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I meant like recently, like, yeah. I, like within, within this, this time. Yeah. yeah, but I think the thing about it is, though, I wonder if it was more of like excitement over the album coming out, over the actual storyline with people listening to it. Mm-hmm. Because like, as three huge like appreciators of music... I of course appreciate the way that like the way that he has with words. I think it's very similar to obviously we don't really we're not the biggest fans, but I think that Taylor Swift is really good at telling stories when it comes to music and some like that's where she got her start. And Jay Z is also obviously incredible at telling story. He's a storyteller. And I think that this album has amazing storytelling qualities, but that's not what made me listen to it. Mm-hmm. I listened to it because all this hype surrounded it and it just came out instantaneously and I was like, oh, this is going to be a cultural moment. Yeah. I have to listen to it. So I think the fact... Well, so that's also power in itself. Like mm-hmm. him 
being able to just say I'm gonna drop an album and everyone's gonna listen to it regardless of whether or not they're gonna like it because they want to be able to talk to other people about it so I think that's huge but for his fans and definitely for people who appreciate the actual like value of music itself the storytelling is gonna be huge yeah. but I just know for myself personally you know we've got right now we got Takashi 69 and Lil Xan and all and Lil Pump and all of these like I don't, you know, again, to each their own, that, yeah. but that wave of rappers, and so it's refreshing for me to have sounds coming from people like J. Cole, you yeah. know? And... Um, J. Cole's not my cup of tea as exactly. in music yeah. w- wave. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like I'm not going to listen to it, but it, it's like I'm not, it's not for me. Same. I think Forest Hills Drive, like, I it, it came with like a moment, like Spring Break had just came out, mm-hmm. like or Spring Break just started and like that song came out. It was super exciting. There was I just loved it. I, I loved that album. Mm-hmm. Th- this KOD not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, ATM I think is a banger. It's a banger. It's a, bop, like, yeah. it's a bop, but it's Definitely. it's not something it, I'm gonna listen to all the time. But I no. enjoyed it. It was in the for NBA his, previews. It was yeah. cool for his album. It stuck out to me, and I think that it's it's gonna res- not resonate with a lot of people, but it's gonna stick out to a lot of people because I think it's produced to be on played on the radio. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, I don't I don't. It could be potentially be like a push as a single if it wanted to. Yeah. Um, for the album itself, like I'm not super crazy about it, but I I'm also not necessarily conflicted. But with Kevin's heart, that music video that came out, like yeah. that's something that I watched. I'm not, I'm a little confused by it. I like what it's commenting throughout society. I like the narrative that is produced through it. But I can't say that I'm going to be banging out to this album yeah for summer it, it's not for me but i know a lot of people. j cole has an, is an incredible artist yeah he's an incredible like rapper and who he is he's what he, he does well for what he exactly. does yeah and like right. and, and people are gonna listen to him people are gonna like him people are not gonna be like i can't say it's bad music mm-hmm. it's not bad music mm-hmm. it's enjoyable just not for me mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people that are gonna sit here and be like yo this was like one of the albums of the year so. yeah and there's a time for everything too like while some of the lils get annoying with however many there are now right. that music is perfect for the situation that you're in like that's the type of music you're going to play at a party you're not really going to play kod so i think every music has its own audience and it has its own time and then everything should just be appreciated within that realm rather than like comparing but it's obviously completely fine to compare the lows to each other but i think like j cole kind of stands apart and he's in his own league when it comes to all these different musicians that are coming out and such but yeah definitely it's just nice to see obviously like hip-hop on the top of the charts and it's it's gonna be a huge it's already been a huge spring for hip-hop it's gonna be a huge summer for hip-hop and rap so it's just nice i mean it's all fam at this point so yeah (laughs) yeah i will say out of like my roommates and like people that i hang out with we're more listening to Post Malone's album a lot more than we are listening to J. Cole's album. And I'm not saying that Post Malone's album is better than J. Cole's album. I'm not saying Post Malone Malone isn't as, like, easily listened to. Mm -hmm. But, like, J. Cole, I think it's very specific. I think he's reaching out. I think he's making music for himself, but also for people that are his diehard fans. Like, they're going to be banging out to this music. Mm -hmm. But, like, just for, like, a casual sit-around, like, having people over, I'm not going to be playing his whole entire album okay. yeah. and like ATM yeah. stuff like that and we'll talk about our favorite songs and such later so definitely stay tuned for Whoa. that but I think that brings up an interesting point because his album I forgot this earlier when you were talking Jasmine but it hits on a lot of really important things not just storytelling but mental health I can't remember what song I was listening to today but it definitely hits hard when talking about like the reason why a lot of these young African Americans like growing up like in the hood 
end up kind of repeating that cycle and I know we've had this conversation numerous times (laughs) and we even talked about it a little bit last week but he's hitting on really like important points and when it comes to really socially important music like that it's not the stuff that's going to get played on the radio often so it's Mm -hmm. I think he's doing what he can with the platform he has and I'm sure that he's probably going to have some amazing visuals and like videos that are going to come along with it just based off of the video for Kevin's Heart and he actually directed that himself and then ATM oh did he really yeah I I didn't know that yeah so cool stuff will be coming out yeah, but I guess we're just keeping this rolling so we can get into <laughs> yeah. everything because we need to address the elephant in the room. So if you guys listened last week um, to episode one, you are all aware of how hard we stand, Kanye West. You absolutely, you know, um, there again. We know with the return of his Twitter and mm. all this hype that's been around him. You guys best believe we have been on it and we have been keeping tabs and this week's series of tweets I am at a loss for fucking words if I have ever said like I I I with Kanye I'm just I think it has a lot to do with Kanye being Kanye he's he is blunt he's bold he um just what he wants and I think that's like so I, we have to appreciate it mm-hmm. he's giving his he's giving us his authentic, organic self, and there's nothing that, like, we should be upset about. I, me and Sophie talked about this earlier before you came. Sorry, Jasmine, but we'll okay. obviously get into yeah. this now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this is what goes into podcasting, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Well, okay. The three of us are not Trump supporters, and we do not know what our audience, you guys' political views are, but I think... When it comes to public figures and when it comes to Kanye West, what he was saying about the media and just the world demonizing people who have opinions that are different than what seems to be the mass majority is huge. Because mm-hmm. here he is, a black man, arguably one of the most influential and powerful men in music, and he came out into a very liberal sphere which is the industry of music and media and said that and he pop culture aligned, in general, yeah with yeah. donald Trump. but the thing is it's like he said like years ago he already showed that you know he he communicated with trump like he visited him like he has those feelings towards him politics out of the question i think this is just a huge powerful moment in culture because it's really showing that like speech isn't necessarily as free as we think it is and especially now in this environment that is like very toxic and when people have different opinions from each other it ruins friendships and oh, yes. relationships you can't speak your opinion and like i went to it like we obviously went to two very liberal schools it's like at my school if you had an opinion that was different than like the liberal norm it's, you were condemned mm-hmm. and even as someone who identifies as a liberal i think that's extremely offensive because in a world where there are so many different types of people you can't condemn people who have a different opinion than you and i think there are appropriate ways to go about it do i do we agree with the ways that kanye went about necessarily on twitter maybe not a hundred percent but i think it was extremely powerful for him to say like kind of shine the light back on the world and be like 
instead of hating each other for having different opinions, we need to love one another and educate one another about the reasons why we have these differences in opinions. And he said so himself, like, I am not educated enough to make decisions as to what party I'm in line with and when it comes to policies. So it's like, I think that's just huge. And we can go into a little bit more of that. Sorry, that was a rant, but I just had to get that off my (laughs) chest. No, it's so, I I totally get it, you know, and, um, wow, hold on. It's a lot to wrap yeah, up. It's a lot because it's like I personally I I haven't been in a situation yet where like someone that I admire and adore as much as Kanye West has been so vocal about how opposite his views are from mine. But I I totally get what you mean, um, in the sense where he, he's just he's just trying to emphasize and put like light on the fact that we need to be more tolerable in order to continue to be progressive, and for I know like I know like in a perfect you know, dystopian society, inclusion is the end goal. And I think in order to get there, it is, you know, it is about accepting differences and thoughts um, of other people's and their beliefs. And yeah, I, I honestly, I, I knew from the start, like, I, I never would have assumed that Kanye would have been so public and so big on that. I admire him for being bold and vocal you know, what he's trying to say, I'm sorry, I'm just, it's, no, it's, no. it's a lot to yeah, wrap your head around, you know? I, I know from, like, my standpoint, I see this kind of stuff, and it's like, okay, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I'm confused, I, uh, I Girl, am yes. a Kanye That's fan. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Therefore, like, I have, I feel like I have an emotional connection to Kanye and his, like, music, and, like, as an artist, like, I'm like, yo, like, I am, I am, like, your fan base, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not saying that I represent everybody that's Kanye's fan base, I'm, I sit here and I'm, like, contradicting myself, because I'm like, am I making excuses for Kanye, is this a publicity stunt, like, I don't know if his album is gonna come out and he's gonna be like, I hate white supremacy, I have no idea, like, what, what right. is going on in his head, but I, I do know that, like, I trust I, Kanye. I trust is what Kanye. I, know. I appreciate him. He's using his platform forever, however way that he can. That's the point of like social media, and like that's the point of like Twitter. Is like you can say whatever you want. Somebody's gonna dis. Someone out there in the world is gonna disagree with you. Right. But Kanye's he's just he's just like that's just who he is, and yeah. it's, he's unapologetically himself. And I feel like in a turn of events, we could look at it. Let's because we're being optimistic here. We can look at it and learn from it and be like, yo, like he's living him. His, he's doing his thing, and he's so. 100% agrees with himself and that's yeah. something that's called self-love yeah. right there and the thing is we need to be careful and also remember everything that he said I know it's a lot because there were like 200 tweets <laughs> he did not say that he supports Donald Trump's and policies anyways, and yeah. Kim told him yes. to clarify that yes. he doesn't me and Sophie talked about this earlier sorry again we should have talked about this when you got it's here okay. Jasmine I took forever to fucking get here the wind today not but at the same time it's like He's okay. He's not standing for Donald Trump's policies. Kanye West is an action man, which is why I feel like we shouldn't really be surprised that he is a fan of Donald Trump. He's not a fan of Donald Trump's policies mm-hmm. and the things that he stands for. Kanye West has always been an action man, and to him, in the realm of business or wherever Donald Trump resided before, he was always an action man, and he sees that dragon energy that he tweeted about the dragon like, that's energy. what i want <laughs> because like like he said we, obviously we're not going to get into policy and all of that right now but it's like when he didn't see action being taken place in the way that he thought it should have been like in the eight years that obama was in office he's like yeah. so then what has changed what was the purpose of having a black president so 
obviously we don't see the world that Kanye sees the world and he was just using this I think as his time to really not only like I don't think he was trying to push his opinion on anyone he was just trying to say this is how I think like I'm welcoming you into my brain and I think he was doing this so that we're gonna understand the work that comes after so when this album drops we're gonna understand Mm -hmm. for the first time a lot of this music that he's putting out because he's telling us all the thought that went behind it and these conversations and shedding light on his conversations with John Legend and T.I. and all these different people who see differently than him but they're still able to coexist and be friends and I think that's that's why I really admire the the Kanye versus the people track yeah, right now yeah, because people. I think T.I. does a great portrayal of how we as the public feel like the, especially the liberal yes public. yes <laughs> yes refrain how yes the liberal public feel because he's not he's you know it's, it's easy to be like rash and like fast and mm-hmm. you know to act poorly and to react poorly to that and so I think T.I. does a great job of portraying like I'm trying to understand, you know, mm-hmm. like, like all of us are. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. Exactly. Trying but to understand. remember, last week, like we said, Kanye has always been ahead of his time, and that's why I'm just trying to trust in him because he has mm-hmm. proven every single time that there is a, a method to his madness. And whether whether you know we whether we have faith right now or not, you know, I I I trust in him, and I I he is ahead of his time, and I. You know, we're just gonna wait it out, ride it out, see what he's got coming for us. Yeah. I also in my pop culture class that I always <laughs> talk about, um, we did we talked about this whole Kanye thing. And this one um kid in my class, he made a really good point that Kanye and Donald Trump were friends before Donald Trump was a president. <laughs> yeah. So I think Okay, that's right. good to know. Right. I, I didn't know that, yeah. but I'm surprised. Oh, see, that's um, why. Okay, yeah. So they were friends before and it's kinda like you support I'm always gonna support y'all even if I don't agree with your mm-hmm. decisions right yeah. like that's just as a friend that's like what i signed up for i'm yeah. not saying that donald trump and kanye are best buddies yeah but i think kanye sees something in donald trump that he likes he likes his you know the way that he moves about like his life so cool good for that i think that if this was like if mitt romney was the president right now or it somebody it would not be the it same would it would not same. have this type of reach just because donald trump is such a controversial president also, if if this wasn't Kanye West, and if this was, like, another yeah. celebrity, I don't know how I would be reacting. Yeah. And, and Kanye has a pattern of speaking out about political events. Let's not forget when he said George, George Bush, Bush hates black people. Yeah. Oh, on fucking live TV. <laughs> so it's like, this I... isn't a first, people. All the people that are rashly... Okay, this is a thing that I think is the issue with our generation. I think people have become extremely oversensitive mm. and I don't mean Girl, that I do it. not mean that in an offensive way but I think before these toxic times that we were in people were a lot more open to hearing different opinions it wasn't very much like oh you're conservative I'm unfollowing you on every single social media platform and I'm unfriending you like it's, it wasn't to that level but now it's like the minute that someone says that they have a different view than you you just automatically shut them out mm-hmm. I, I think that's huge and I mean I I am now looking back on me like two years ago when Donald Trump was like the president and I'm ashamed of some of my behavior of the way I just cut oh, off people mercy. who thought differently than me. But now looking back, I'm like, if everyone, if we all had just kind of really heard the other side out from both sides, I don't think we would really necessarily have such a huge hatred for people that feel differently than we do. And I, I just, it's like, you're not, how are we ever supposed to grow as people if we don't necessarily like take the time to hear other people out and think about the way that they view the world 
you know? Right. But uh, it's there's such a fine line because I... Kanye has freedom of speech, but yet we have freedom of speech. Yeah. So, and that's why we're doing this podcast, right? right. Because we want to get our voices out there. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people that, like, you can disagree with Kanye. Like, that. You can. Yeah. That's what we're like. We're not saying, like, oh, like, Kanye's God. No. We're not saying that. God forbid. No. 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 We We saw (laughs) humble John Legend reach out. Yeah. Humble baby John Legend. He reached out to Kanye, and Kanye was like, yeah, you're oppressing my voice. They are yeah. still friends. That's a motto of like that is That's literally the motto of this entire thing. It's mm-hmm. like just because someone has different values than you do doesn't mean that you should cut them out of your life completely. Right. And I just think we should just all learn from this. I know it's extremely hard given the climate that we live in now, but thank God Donald Trump is not gonna be president forever. Yeah. So when this shit ends, eventually everyone's gonna need to learn how to coexist again right. yeah because it's right. like we need to coexist and we need to learn from one another so that we can be that one country that we are i know that's extremely wishful thinking right but it's like we gotta coexist well and with kanye as an example i think we should talk about a little bit more specifically of like the boundaries yes. of these public um influencers and like media like yeah. what are these boundaries like what is doing too much like do we believe that kanye is like pushing the boundary like is he saying way too much or is it just like he's having a voice in the media like and there's nothing wrong with that i i'm that's up to you that's my question yeah my Damn. loaded my way loaded question that was a perfect segue i'm so impressed i'm just waiting for us i'm just waiting for us to get our show deal already <laughs> ryan seacrest if you're listening <laughs> i heart radio um, so the, the thing is though in the society that we live in now, there is no such thing as too much. Yeah, that's true. Is extra, extra is the norm, you know? Extra is... It's like... But... Because you have... Because everything... Nothing is brand new. Everything is reused and redone. So you have to take... You have to take your idea or your whatever, and you gotta blow it up, you know, to get its attention and, and to get the message across that you're trying to convey. And I think... I think platforms are tricky because it depends on who the celeb- celebrity is, you know, what they stand for, their mm. reach, um, how credible they are to, if they if they do have, you know, like Kanye per se, like if they do have a view that's very opposite of, you know, their, their normal public platform that they reach to, like, oh, I don't know, that's tricky. This might be, oh, go ahead. Go, go oh, ahead. this might be easier if we think in specifics and also a lot more yeah, clear try, for try our, for our, our no, 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 not your fault. And also clear for our listeners, it's like, let's change the situation, if it was like the narrative. If, if it were Beyonce, That's what I was thinking. who had just deleted her Twitter and then came back and said all these same things that Kanye was saying, her being her Beyonce character, do you think that it would have had as huge of an uproar as it did with Kanye West. This is hard since they're both African American and they're both icons. Icons. Yeah. That that okay, that one's a little bit hard. But okay, but the way that people idolize Beyonce is different it's than so the true. way that people idolize Kanye. Right. But I feel like, like people would lose their <laughs> minds. Oh, easily. Yeah. Well, we like, understand. But yeah, but we have that's even not... more than Kanye because right. people expect Beyonce not to make mistakes. That's the yeah. difference. Well, we expect this stuff from Kanye. And I think <laughs> I was talking to you guys about boundaries of public figures. Yeah. Each public figure has a different boundary. You're right. Beyonce's not going to be out here and be saying, George Bush hates <laughs> black people right she's gonna she's go on stage trains. and kill it like, what she's gonna do she's like yeah, i'm gonna she... be like this is my black culture she's gonna make people fall in love with black yeah. culture more than they already do yeah like that i just feel like these it's kind of hard to ask 
this like broad question about like boundaries but each public influencer public figure i feel like they all have their own boundaries within itself like a social like a youtuber influencer or whatever is not going to have the same public sphere as kanye or beyonce yeah, yeah. so I, it's kind of a hard question but in like a perfect world i don't know what like we our reality is that and there is never too much like yeah. we just have to be ex- not necessarily accepting but and maybe not even tolerant but we just have to um acknowledge it yeah but coexist it, yeah exactly know it's there and yeah. acknowledge yeah. that it's there and you know take for it what you can and uh i i feel like public figures though also know like what platform is appropriate for them you know i feel like there's there's we, a, we hope so yeah at least we hope so <laughs> Be, just because like i i think i think it's great that we ha- that pop culture is so so heavily influences our society because that's the quickest way you know to to get your message out to a whole shit ton of people to millions of people in a short amount of time that's the quickest way mm-hmm. public spokesperson you know public figure in the media and so, but I, I really feel like most celebrities kind of stay in their lane like they understand what topics or like what <laughs> messages they should try to convey but then at know? the same time are we putting limits on people because I don't I, we say that oh we have free speech and you have the freedom to do whatever you want with your voice but then if we're saying oh you what? need to stick to Instagram then well, we're no, restraining not, not, yeah. not stay in your lane I'm sorry I should have said, said that no no I was just not like, like stay in your lane like you don't have the right to talk about this but I think yeah. I think they have certain things that matter like certain agendas that matter more mm-hmm. to them that they're yeah. trying to push okay. right. Right. per se not necessarily like you can't do this because you know this doesn't fit you yeah you're, you don't fit this criteria you can't speak on it. you're not credible right. more yeah. like it's what's important to them and you know they kind of yeah. know how to manipulate their not manipulate but they know how to work with their public that they reach mm-hmm. to get their message across yeah okay that was good there's no there's like no doubt in the idea that social media has an effect on like brands and marketing. I re- I don't know if you guys remember this, but like Charlie Sheen and like the whole like Tiger's Blood thing. Do you guys remember? Okay. When was this? No, this crickets. Was like, okay, this crickets. Was, <laughs> this was a really like a long time ago, but like yeah. Charlie Sheen like he was went huge. Crazy. Like, he was, yeah. like, yeah. he was really massive. Big he, I, I'm pretty sure he, they were talking about like he was like I take I something about Tiger's Blood or I vaguely remember this and then um. He was he was talking about that kind of like the hashtag winning thing yeah. like that like that hashtag winning it it went everywhere yeah to the point everywhere. where I didn't even remember that it was Charlie Sheen like it's coming back to yeah. me now that they're saying these yeah. things but I'm like winning and, and yeah. that all came out on Twitter I'm just saying that like social okay, media Twitter. can seriously affect like your like uh art not necessarily an artist but, like a celebrity's like brand like now I'm looking at Charlie Sheen and I'm like okay I don't think of like you know. I don't think of, like, what TV shows he was on. I was like, yo, Tiger's Blood, hashtag winning. And, yeah. like, winning, like, was, like, on every, like, other thing. Like, people started using winning yeah. as, was, like, a slogan. Yeah. And maybe this is... I'm not saying that, like, Charlie Sheen's, like, that was, like, a pl- publicity stunt. But, like, what if, like, I'm, like, sitting here thinking, like, Kanye's about to drop an album. Like, yeah. what is... Is it a publicity stunt? Like, as fans, like, I think we're all like, yo, Kanye's hot. <sighs> like, what's happening? I feel like Kanye is past that point. Okay. He doesn't... I, honestly, I'm not... I mean, obviously what I'm saying is not, like, Bible. <laughs> I'm just thinking that, like, he's past the point where he needs publicity stunts. Like, you don't really need... Like, he is... Kanye in himself is this stunt and this character like him being authentically himself is his way of i think we should phrase it to like he's marketing what he's about to drop okay like it's not necessarily a stunt but he's just trying to open us up to his mindset. vision his mindset and this is 
going to help us understand more his creative vision when this album does drop and all these projects that do drop so yeah i don't really see him i don't i don't i feel like kanye is not the type anymore for for stunts yeah he's just like this is me also if he was doing all this on instagram like it would just be completely different like yeah. twitter i twitter is definitely that platform that people are like i can just spew out a yeah. bunch of shit yeah. and people are going to see it instantly yeah. and it can be replicated and reached out to exactly. so many people with favorites retweets screenshots that's just how our media is working nowadays yeah um it's a good way and he and it was like very dramatic yeah what else what you say now right yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes? Kanye could have wrote a book in this right. Yeah. We're about to, we're about to air this fucking right. podcast. He's about to have like the three sequel novels out. Is the philosophy book thing a real thing? Is that is that really happening? I know he was like there was a, a rumor going around that I, or like I saw brief little speculations of like Kanye is releasing a philosophy a, a book over the philosophy. Look, I'll not. believe it when I see and I'm it. Like, yeah. I feel like he's just gonna maybe put all his tweets into a collection. Right. Like, like, which would like, be fine. Yeah. And then Kim OG right. said, you know, yeah. Kim, it's gonna be somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be somewhere. I think it, it's just it's very interesting how this all worked out. And I'm like, I'm so trying to wrap my. It's very hard for us to discuss because I don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm still wrapping my head around yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm still trying to take in things like. Oh, I think, I, and it's really helpful that like we like we as like the three of us have time to like sit down and actually talk about it and talk yeah. through it. Like it's good to have that insight and be enlightened and figure like we're not you know investigators, but no. we definitely like as much as we love Kanye, we kind of want to see where his mindset's going. Also, I'm super fucking stoked for the album once again. Right. Like I can't like June. now all this crazy about the songs, the two songs that have dropped. Oh, the ones that were leaked? Yeah. Or whatever. No, he, he posted them himself. Oh, someone tried to... Yo! <laughs> I, got sent the link, I got sent a link, and they were like, oh, these... But they weren't on through, like, Apple, like, what I listened to them through. They were, like, through these random URLs. No, it was his website. Okay. He linked it to his website. He okay. linked with, um, Lift Yourself and then Yay versus the People, and now they're on Spotify. Oh. Yeah, but then he also did... <laughs> I'm looking at Kobe like, what? Oh, my God. I feel like, <laughs> like, what am I saying? The fucking Da Vinci Code? Yo! It's all over Twitter. I know that he posts a lot, but... Girl, break from twitter it's okay i understand i understand it's it's easy to miss stuff but um yeah so they're they're on spotify now no but even he um yeah he even dropped a remix of lift yourself oh my gosh yeah yeah and he's wild i'm sorry now speaking of mumble rappers in the lows i can't remember whether it was lil pump or smoke perp that did the remix Oh, I think it was Lil Pump, and he I, he called out J. Cole, and in the tweet, when Kanye released the song, he was like, I don't, like, this isn't to call out J. Cole, like, he literally just recorded this verse. And all he did was change um, the scoop diddy poop and, like, it was actually, <laughs> and then it was, like, the new verse, but I'm just, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to well, see I, I do, yeah, I do fuck with Ye versus the people. Like I said, I think it was a very, uh, you know, it was portrayed really well between, like, his liberal public that he, you know, that follow him yeah. versus, like, him, like, trying to explain what he's going through and, yeah. <laughs> and what we're, um, unfortunately like, going through as well. Like, yeah. whatever Kanye's going through, boo, I'm doing it with you. Right, I know. Okay? I'm like, it was smoke perp, sorry, I yeah. had to correct myself. Yeah, I keep yeah, doing I was, it, yeah. I, was like, I don't know. It was like, I was, it was either a little pump or smoke perp, all I was hearing was the the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, but no, yeah. Well, I think this is, like, this is a good segue to see, like, what we are listening to. Like, what has been your number one, number two played song? Like, what, if you could recommend something to me, what is it? 
I can go first. I would yeah, say, I okay, yeah, we touched on it earlier. Yeah, we're not trying to sleep on Post Malone. It's just that J. Oh, Cole had, like, a bigger narrative around his album. I really, really like Beer Bong and B- Bentley's. I think it's a great album. Consistent. I, I was just, yeah, I'm not Consistent. someone that would call myself a huge Post Malone fan, but I genuinely really did enjoy a lot of the songs. Like, normally it's, like, when you're on these, like, R&B and pop, no, in hip-hop albums, you're like, oh, there's one or two. But before I go into which songs I like the most, what I respect about Post is that he's not marrying himself to a genre. Amen. Like, there's some songs on here that sound like they were rock. There was some pop. There was some R&B. He has everything, and he's just kind of... I feel like with his voice, he can do a lot of different things. He doesn't necessarily have to marry himself to something. And I... Though, I'm gonna come on this real yeah. quick, because I... Li- listen to Post Malone's album. Yeah. There's bangers on there. I'm obsessed with it. I think you he can he can go through different genres. Like that's he it, can. but you know it's still post post Malone. Like yeah. he's very consistent in yeah. what he does. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he's unique. Like yeah. I'm not like listening to this and I'm like, yo, who is, who is this? It's, it's post. post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also his voice is very unique. like it's one of a kind. Yeah, so it it's is. kind of easy that way. But I, I um really enjoyed the album. Yeah. But anyways, recommendations. Recommendations. I would have to say Rich and Sad I, it's the last track on the album, so I don't sleep on it. Uh, <laughs> after that, I really like Spoil My Night with Sway Lee, and of mm. course, Ball For Me with Nikki. Honestly, I like mm. Ball For Me better Ooh, than Ball For her, Me. I, yeah, I, her drops oh, from her the Chun-Li. past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, personally. I, <laughs> I really liked Ball For Me yeah. a lot. I, I was like, this, it's, it, caught my, it caught my attention. I was like, mm, I can get down. I was yeah. ready to dance, but have a good time. Right. Um, I think I liked Zach Coding. Yeah, Zach and Coding. Zach and Coding and 92 Explorer. I think I like 92 Explorer better. Yeah. All different sounds, yet still cohesive album with Post Malone. I just like the story behind Zach and Coding, where it's like literally the sweet life of Zach and Cody. All those ties to our culture. I'm like, that was so smart because he knew how to get people talking about him on Twitter. No, he's so cool. Yeah, I'm like, Zach and Cody? Like, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) And Cole Sprouse retweeted, I was dead. I'm sorry, keep going. Who's next? (laughs) Uh, I'll finish mine. (laughs) Lost in Japan. This is more of like pop, summer, you know kickback song Lost in Japan by Shawn Mendes it makes me feel like I'm going to be it's basically the songs about like how he's gonna come visit someone in Japan because he's like a couple hundred miles away he's like yeah. I'm gonna come visit you and I was like yo like if I got that phone call I feel like I'd be sitting in like this super luxury penthouse um, hotel <laughs> in a robe drinking you know some a mocktail because yeah. I'm underage <laughs> um, looking out you know in the windows I got the scenery you know what I mean like I was like yes boo I'll wait for you like yeah. come knock on my door yeah. I really enjoyed it and it was like the song itself is like very sexy and like sensual but also it's like fun it's a little jazzy yeah I, I hope people like it I think wait did he drop the video for this because this song came out a little bit ago dude yeah it did not it, I, it yeah. came out like Cause you're it wasn't. It didn't. It, didn't just it was a come while. Out. Yeah. It didn't just come out, but I have. Li- I don't. I just listen to it all the time now. Yeah. I. I definitely was late to the game. I really enjoyed it though. There's a music video. If not. If not, this is my idea. True. So if any producers out there, Sean Mendes, if you're listening to this, like this is an idea. Shoot him a cute. tweet. <laughs> I will. You never know. Sean Mendes is super shoot. cute. Like yeah, yeah. he's an unproblematic white yeah. man. Yeah. I'm so obsessed. We with stand Sean. I stand Sean. It's funny because it's like I never like. Oh, I want to go listen to Shawn Mendes, but the minute he comes on TV, I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's Shawn Mendes! Yeah, and he came from Vine, which I'm like, yeah. oh, R.I.P. Vine. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Madcom Boys. Natalie, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't want you to get into this. So, moving on. Okay, what have I been listening to? Um, I, I kind of was, I was a little late. I was a little late on the Post Malone album, so I yeah. can't like really speak on... 
like favorites. Like I'm still listening to it. Like yeah. I really couldn't differentiate oh, and tell you like the names and stuff. Um, I, I have been into J Cole's album. Mm. Um, that's been more up my radar. Definitely like the singles uh, are my fave. Mm-hmm. You know, Photograph, ATM. I think Motivate is a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have been listening a lot lately to older music from like people that I'm anticipating albums from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, like old, older Kanye. So Drake. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> all, I was like, always, Jasmine, Drake. Okay, I'm sure one to drop. Yeah, like Jasmine. Just say Drake. No, yeah. <laughs> I will, I will, anytime that I can squeeze Drake into this episode, or any of our episodes, I will. And we y'all... didn't get a Drake count. <laughs> the number of times that Jasmine says Drake in a podcast. Yeah, we should start, we should, we should start that. Our listeners start that, because, uh, yeah. So, obviously, Drake, duh. Um, I'm still hung up on Invasion of Privacy. Fucking Cardi did it. She did the damn thing. Yeah. Um, my favorites change on that album, like, every week, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure Moneybag was my favorite last week, but now I'm into, like, Bick and Head. That's my, like, hype one that I'm into. Yeah. Um, who else? Like, yeah, I've listened to, like, ASAP Rocky a lot, like, still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he just have a birthday? Stuff. No, his birthday's October 3rd. He's a Libra. Remember? Okay, so, oh, I don't yeah. know oh, where... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Travis Scott. Travis. Okay, oh, today's Travis's birthday. Happy birthday, Travis. <laughs> okay, so, I don't know what <laughs> I saw. That's why, I, you guys gotta keep me in check. Yeah. I'm like, what was his birthday? Yeah, it was, it was remember it was like didn't she kylie ran it out was it six flags or whatever yes i think it was six flags yeah i saw all the stories of the fan yeah Yeah. um but yes happy birthday to travi i didn't know he was a taurus so that's interesting Interesting. yeah on that note we're ending this (laughs) (laughs) no no but seriously thank you guys so much for tuning in this week as usual please rate and review us and subscribe on apple Podcasts or whatever platform you prefer listening on yeah um, follow us on social media. You can find our website, theweeklybk.strikingly.com. Um, it has links to all of our Instagrams. Um, if you guys want access to other forms of social media, let us know too. But you can also contact us on there via email. Um, there's like little snippets about us. You know, tune in every week. Uh, we'll we're gonna try to get on a more consistent like airing schedule, just so you know. Yeah, uh, but it's yeah. best stuff every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got finals week coming up, so well, at least me and Jasmine do. Yeah, yeah. pray, pray for us. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. We really um enjoyed talking this week about what's happening in pop culture and like trying to figure everything out ourselves. So yes. right. Tune yeah, in next week. Yes. Yeah, and if you're if you're just as like confused as we are <laughs> and trying to wrap your head around everything, shoot shoot us a message. Let us know. We love hearing your thoughts. We love interacting with you guys. Um, the feedback that we've been getting is has been great. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate the love. Yeah. 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 So. so once again, I'm Toby and I'm Jasmine. I'm Sophie and. <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't get better at this. We didn't get better at this. And you were listening and you're to and you're watching Disney, Disney Channel. <laughs> no. And right. you were listening to the, the weekly, weekly bacon. If you're still here, thank yes. you. Bye guys. <laughs>